Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome right. to New York. Oh. This is is the Devil's Devil's State of of Mind Podcast, podcast. brought to you by the Hockey Hockey Podcast Podcast Network. Network. Now here's your host, host, Neil Villapiano! I'm back, ladies and gentlemen, and it is good to be back. What is going on, Devils fans? It is once again... Your host, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to a very much anticipated episode of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network, the best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. I hope you guys, as always, are having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to these podcast episodes. Thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. This episode and everything we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored by the awesome people over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure, guys, when you sign up for DraftKings to use our promo code THPN and tell them Neil Villapiano sent you. And right now, guys, you know, with with the NBA playoffs coming up in just a day or two, basically, DraftKings has huge, huge opportunities to get massive cash prizes, whether it's fantasy or just betting in general. So make sure you guys, again, go to DraftKings, sign up, use our promo code THPN. So there's obviously been a lot going on since the last time I did an episode and since I was active on social media and and doing anything work-related. Now, most of you already know the reasons as to why I was so MIA the last week, but for those of you that don't, let me give you a quick recap. So a week ago, started. it actually started uh, Sunday evening, the same Sunday in which we had lost to the New York Islanders last week. I had started to feel a little bit sore around my entire body and a a little bit tired. Um, I kind of had a feeling that something was coming on, but obviously um, it wasn't, it it, it didn't seem like a big deal at the time. I woke up the next day 
and I felt horrible. Um, I had massive body aches, um, just feeling very, very fatigued, had like a headache that wasn't really a headache. It was more of just a, a head slash neck ache where just my whole head in general and neck area was super, super sore. And it was really hard for me to have any sort of focus on anything. It was tough. It was very, very tough. Um, so I decided that I wasn't going to do any sort of work and I was just going to do the best that I could to relax. Cause I think that was, um, the best course of action. You go to the next day and, um, started to feel like shortness of breath. Um, I actually started to develop at least what I thought at the time was a sore throat. Um, my body aches were starting to go away a little, you know, a little bit. Um, you know, it, it was it was very difficult. So again, there goes another day in which I wasn't doing anything. I quite frankly wasn't spending any time. I even said on Twitter at Devil State, also on Instagram at Devil State of Mind, um, before the game against the Rangers, that I wasn't going to be um, doing social media. I wasn't going to be doing anything. I was just going to be trying to rest as much as possible. So that was kind of the way that I. I went about it. Um, and then you go to Wednesday morning, and this is where things got really scary. Uh, the first time I woke up, um, you know, I still had a sore throat, but other than that, I was feeling relatively okay. So I thought maybe I was pat, I was past the worst of everything. The second time I woke up, which was about 9:45, almost 10 o'clock in the morning, I was actually struggling to speak, I couldn't actually talk because I felt like I was choking on my uvula. I, I don't I don't mean to say, you know, I apologize for the gory details, but just trying to at best explain exactly what I was dealing with. Um, but yeah, I was really choking on my uvula and that was a very, very scary thing. And so the logical thing for me to do at that moment was to call 911. So we actually had um, the ambulance come. I was taken to the hospital. Um, immediately went into the emergency room. Um, the good news was, is that it wasn't something where like you, they had to immediately address me and like put me on some sort of like, you know, breathing thing or anything like that. I went into an, I went into one of the emergency rooms to kind of just, um, you know, sit around, wait for a doctor. They gave me some different medicines, some steroids, put an IV in me and everything like that. They checked inside, you know, my throat. And the crazy thing about it was that I, I had no signs of a sore throat. It was just my uvula that was enlarged, inflamed. It was very, very bad. And so for a couple of hours, I couldn't speak. I had to write stuff down. I had to kind of almost use sign language, basically, to kind of explain as to what my situation was. Luckily, and shout out to uh, Riverview Medical uh, Center, shout out to those, those people over there. They do a fantastic job. Those people are wonderful. Um, I was able to uh, eventually, with the help of steroids and things like that, eventually be able to start talking more and more as the day progressed. <clears throat> and uh, the the eventual, not diagnosis, um, the eventual conclusion from at least that day was simply that there was no strep throat. I didn't have the flu. I didn't have COVID. Didn't have any of that. Um, this was just something that was not really a normal thing. Um but they wanted to keep me overnight just to kind of see how I would do. So I spent only uh, that night over at uh, the hospital. The problem was for me was that the medicine, the steroids that they gave me kind of keep you jazzed up. So I actually ended up not sleeping at all the entire night. So that was kind of a, that was kind of a pain in the ass to, to, to be honest with you. Um, but 
as the night progressed and things like that, I felt better and better and better to the point where I was talking like I'm talking right now, talking in full sentences. Everything was okay. Um, shout out to uh, Dr. Loman, uh, who did a great job of of uh, you know watching over me. Uh, also, Lana, one of the main nurses. All the nurses, they did a fantastic job of of taking care of me, of checking on me to make sure I was okay. Um, shout out to Dr. Boak for giving the all clear to Dr. Loman to actually uh, check me out. Um, but the next day I woke up, this, well, I didn't, I didn't wake up next day. Um, I felt really good. And, uh, eventually at around like 12 in the afternoon, I was, uh, safely discharged from the hospital. Um, my plan is, is that hopefully in the next couple of days to go see my regular doctor for a follow-up just to see what's going on. So he can look at it and we can kind of figure out what to do from there. And then also probably to go to an allergist and take an allergy test, something I haven't done in a while, and maybe I develop some new allergies. Um, but to kind of recap the whole thing, uh, basically, I, we, we all have come to the conclusion that it's some form of an allergy. We just don't know what it was. And uh, we'll find out um, soon. I would imagine we're going to find out soon. So yeah, I was prescribed um, the same steroids for another couple of days. Um, I'm actually on my last day today. So that's kind of good. I also was given an EpiPen just in case um, something happens. Um, they think that the chance of it are very slim that something like this is going to happen again, but they want to just make sure, which I totally understand. Um, you know, Thursday, the rest of Thursday was fine. Friday was good. Um, you know, the rest of this week has been, uh, I would say it's been up and down um, because I'm also dealing with allergies. I'm actually, as I'm recording this, I'm dealing with allergies. So if I sniff a, a bunch and I seem a little bit out of breath, do apologize, but I'm almost back to 110%. It was a very long, rough week for me, um, somewhat of a long, rough week for the devils uh, as well. Um, but I'm just happy to obviously be alive. I'm happy to be okay. I'm happy that it wasn't something that really, really got really bad. Um, and like I said, hopefully, um, over the next couple of days, we can change whatever. I'm able to really kind of come to a definitive conclusion as to what it was and uh, take the necessary steps to make sure that that doesn't happen again anytime soon. So as you can tell, it has been well over a week since the last time I even posted an episode and really almost over a week since the last time I posted anything on social media. And, uh, you know, it was, it was definitely weird. It was definitely weird to go through Monday and to go through Thursday and even go through game day. Um, and I wasn't posting anything. It was very strange, but, and I wanted to make sure I had the strength to actually go on my phone. Cause there were times during that last week where I didn't even want to go on my phone. I was so tired and worn out. Um, I just wanted to let everybody know what my situation was and uh, to let you know, first and foremost, that I was okay, that I wasn't uh, on, you know, I was, you know, running out of time in life or things like that. I wasn't uh, on a life preserver, or what, not a life preserver, just like a, a ventilator or anything like that. I'm, I'm okay. Um, I would say, give me another couple of days. Let me get my allergy situation down pat and I should be okay. I should be back to normal. So yeah, like I said, Thank you. Thank you, everybody who has reached out on my personal and also on on uh, my uh, my podcast, social media accounts, um, wishing their best and uh, checking in on me. I really, really appreciate it. It does mean the world to me. And it, and it really shows how much you guys care about someone like me. It, it really does make my it makes my year. It makes my it makes my day, whatever you want to say. Really, really makes me feel good. So, again, 
thank you guys so much. And uh, I'm, I'm all good now. And I'm back to uh, doing episodes like I'm doing this one today. <coughs> so um, now that we've gotten that out of the way, what we're going to do, basically, because I'm not really going to take the time to recap all the games that I, I uh, haven't recapped. Um, because what's funny is that on Sunday, last Sunday, uh, when the Devils lost that game to the Islanders, I immediately did an episode and I recorded it. I just never posted it I, because I didn't, because obviously I got sick or became very unwell. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to really get into that whole stuff because I've gone into how I feel about what's been going on um, of late um, numerous times. So it's not worth it. So what I'm going to mainly do for this episode is I'm going to uh, first and foremost, recap the three major injuries that the devils have sustained over the last week, give you the news on that. And also I'm going to quickly recap the devil's game against the stars on Saturday. So, if this seems like a shorter episode than most, I do apologize. But again, just trying to get back into the flow of things and kind of go from there. Like I said, I'm going to get back into my regular schedule as I progress here. So again, after this episode, episode 56 will be out on Thursday. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that one as well. So let's start with the devil's injury report. And, uh, you know, the first thing I'll say to kind of... Um, to kind of quickly recap the week before with losses to Boston and Florida and the Islanders and even the loss to the Rangers. Yeah. Um, you could, you could make an argument to say that we have hit rock bottom for this season uh, with just those type of losses and, and really kind of for a lack of a better term, completely embarrassing ourselves left and right. Um, and, and things just didn't get better. It, it felt like what, could go wrong, did go wrong. Like it just, we were adding insult to injury or adding injury to insult, basically. Like, like that was the situation. Um, and it started with Jack Hughes. Now, as we know, Jack Hughes um, got hurt on a knee on knee or leg on leg uh, hit from Oliver Wallstrom. And uh, he left the game, came back, tried to play, couldn't really put any um, weight on it, and then never returned to action in that one. And we knew that. Um, we were going to have to wait a day or two before the Devils would make any sort of announcement as to what uh, Jack Hughes' situation would be. We didn't find out till Tuesday in the middle of the game against the New York Rangers what the situation was. And the Devils did announce last week that Jack Hughes had suffered a low-grade MCL sprain of his left knee and would be out for the rest of the season. So add another unfortunate injury another unfortunate circumstance to to the long list of that for jack hughes since he got in the nhl um it really is unfair for someone like him who is such a star in this league who is going to be a star in this league who has had this many different adversity things happen to him with injuries coaching changes general manager changes team imploding shortened seasons so much for a guy that has yet to play a full 82 game season and um I know a lot of people will start to speculate, is he injury prone? It's hard not to make that argument considering he's had several injuries. Um, the hope is, is that at some point he's able to beef up his body to allow him to withstand those big time hits because I think he has to understand, and the Devils have to understand this as well, is simply that Jack Hughes is going to be a marked man. Because he's the former number one overall pick. He's a star. He's be, he's able to embarrass players when it comes to his level of skill. 
Um, and so teams and players are going to want to go after him to slow him down because the thinking is that if you stop Jack Hughes, you stop the Devils, which in some cases you could actually make that argument. Um, but yeah, the um, the it, it was it was a very low blow. Um, I will say this right away: it was not a dirty hit by Oliver Wallstrom. It was an unfortunate hit. It was one of those things where Wallstrom makes the hit obviously not with the intention of hurting anybody, but it's just in the position and the angle and everything like that. It wasn't good. You can some, you can definitely see at times when somebody's deliberately trying to hit somebody knee on knee. This was not that, this was not that situation. It was just unfortunate. And I'm sure Jack Hughes would, um, it, it, it's going, it's going to be difficult. Um, it, it's difficult to make that argument. It's difficult to make that argument when it comes to, you know, whether or not it was a dirty hit, but I really don't think it was. It was just an unfortunate play. Um, so yeah, Jack Hughes will unfortunately miss the last, what, 11, uh, 10, 10, 11 games of the season, uh, which, which really sucks because if you look at his final stats, 49 games played, which is only a little bit more than half the season, 26 goals, 30 assists for 56 points. Jack Hughes was well on his way to having a 30-goal season. And that was one of those things that when we were talking about what is there to look forward to watching this team, individual players, having Jack Hughes with the opportunity to get the 30 goals would have been really, really awesome. And it's unfortunate that, again, he will not be able to get there. But for him to get the 26 goals and you're seeing that progression, the, the sky is the limit for Jack Hughes going into next season. Um the good news is also about this injury that Jack Hughes sustained is that it's not something where if he injured it back in October, he would have been out for the year. It's just that it would, it would take him too long to recover and get back on the ice before the season ended. So the devil's just made a decision to shut him down for the rest of the year. So it looks like that he will very much be fully healthy and ready to go once training camp begins in September um, of next season. So that's situation where, where it is, but again, very, very unfortunate for Jack Hughes to get hurt like that and to be in that position. Um, and the hope is, is that next season he's able to be fully healthy and, and help us really take that next step. But he has now entered superstar mode with everything that he has done this year and how much publicity he's been able to acquire uh, during this great year for him in the All-Star game and crazy goals, throwing the stick up into the stands and things like that. He has really put his name uh, and the team on the map in many different ways. Um, and he's the main leader of this offensive juggernaut that we have here in New Jersey. So it, it does really suck for Jack Hughes, um, wishing nothing but the best in his recovery and looking forward to seeing what number 86 can do in his next season, the first year of that contract extension that he signed earlier this year. So his entry-level contract will run up at the end of this season, and then he will be begin his first big boy contract um, going into next year. So we'll see what number 86 has in store for us in 2022-23. But as far as the 2021-22 season, Jack Hughes, due to a low-grade MCL sprain of his left knee, will be out for the rest of the year. Now, there were two other major injury news that we got prior to Saturday's game against the Dallas Stars. The first was Miles Wood. We know that Miles Wood has spent most of the season not playing due to a hip injury that he sustained back in the preseason. It was only recently that Miles Wood was able to get back into the lineup and play. Well, Miles Wood has actually missed the last couple of games. Um, and Ruff kind of Lindy Ruff kind of gave us the idea that, you know, it was taking you know, <clears throat> 
playing, you know, Miles Wood playing was kind of taking a toll a little bit and that it was very difficult for Miles Wood to be really, really involved in the game when he's still being limited. Um, and so with that, with that in mind, Lindy Ruff did say that Miles Wood would be shut down for the rest of the season while still dealing with the hip injury. Uh, Ruff said that, you know, it, it just, it was one of those things where the hip wasn't responding the way that Wood or anybody else would want. Um, and I guess the Devils just felt like it was better to be safe than sorry and just uh, shut down Wood for the year. And it's very unfortunate because I believe Miles Wood is a restricted free agent at season's end. Um, so as far as his new contract, I don't know. I, I firmly believe right away that the Devils will probably try to keep him um, because of what he can bring to the table. And I do think it's smart for Miles Wood to kind of just sit out the rest of the year, focus 100% on just getting um, fully healthy so that once you get to training camp next year, you can go from there. I don't know if surgery is going to be something in play. I think it could be considering that that's what Jonathan Bernier ended up doing. So I think that's something to keep in mind. Uh, but it is a little bit unfortunate. As Miles Wood played just three games this year, not registering a goal, an assist, or a point at all. Um, and it was just overall a very difficult year for number 44. And uh, hopefully we'll see him next season, the big, fast, physical forward that he is, um, because we really, really need a guy who still has that tremendous speed and physicality um, moving forward. So another bad break for Miles Wood is what has been a year of bad breaks for him. And then honestly, I think when you look at all three of the guys that have gotten hurt and have gotten major injuries, this one, in my opinion, hurt the most. And I'll explain why. Um, it involves Jonas Siegenthaler. Lindy Ruff also said that Siegenthaler will be out the rest of the season with a broken hand. He sustained in the loss to the Habs on Thursday. I think he sustained it in the second period because in the third, Siegenthaler barely, I don't think he played at all in the third period. And everyone was asking, what happened to Siegenthaler? Because really there was no moment in the game where we saw that he severely injured himself. At least I didn't see it. So I, I don't know. I was kind of surprised by that. But Lindy Ruff said that he was going to be out for the rest of the year. And that's a gut punch to the Devils defensive core. Because, you know, when you look at his offensive stats, 70 games played, one goal, 13 assists, 14 points. Jonas Siegenthaler is our best defensive defenseman. Analytically speaking, and just watching him on the ice game in a game out. I mean, this is a guy that for a long time was considered to be a bottom four defenseman. Um, and this was his first full year with the Devils since he was traded at the deadline last season. And he has been tremendous and being that calming defensive presence on our team. And so it really sucks to see that um, he, he will not be able to continue the year. He would have been the only other guy other than Dawson Mercer to potentially play all 82 games this season. He has been really, really locked on since the year began. And it, it really is a gut punch for a guy that's had a tremendous season. Now, the hope is, is that because the world championships are coming up um, soon, that uh, that Siegenthaler could recover to the point where he could play for Switzerland in the world championships. Um, so there's a possibility with that. There are several players on the Devils that could potentially play in the world championships. But that was something I just wanted to mention. So, yeah, it sucks for Siegenthaler. So the Devils defense takes a pretty big blow. That's why you saw Kevin Ball get the recall up to come to Uti come up from Utica. I will say right away that a guy like Kevin Ball will probably be up the rest of the season, um, you know, and then and then he'll go back down to Utica once the, the double season is over. Um, 
Sigathal's first full campaign with the Devils has been a successful one as he has logged more than 20 minutes a game while playing in all but one contest so far. So he did miss one game. I believe it was the game against Vancouver in Vancouver. I don't remember if it was an injury or sickness. I think it was sickness. I don't remember. But other than that, Sigathal for a long time looked like he was going to be one of just two guys that was going to play every single game this year, especially for a defenseman. Very, very impressive. So, again, all of these injuries really suck. And it's like you're adding injury to insult. It's like, all right, what else can go wrong kind of thing? It's like, all right, we're already well out of the playoffs. We're going to finish towards the bottom of the NHL. But do you really have to have some of our top guys get knocked out for the rest of the year? It's like, it's you know, we've gotten to that point where we're all just like, all right, let's just get it over with, man. Let's just get, let's get the effing season done with, man. We're just slowly making our way down the road here. It has been really, really hard to see those type of injuries at this point in the season. It would suck even more if it was like if we're in a playoff spot or fighting for a playoff spot and this happens, but especially when we're just trying to have guys finish the season on a high note, this doesn't really help the situation, does it? So, yeah, Jack Hughes is done. Miles Wood is done. And also Jonas Siegenthaler are done. So the Devils are pretty depleted for the remainder of the season. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, don't worry. You can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 or older restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So now we're going to recap the Devils game on Saturday in Dallas against the Stars. Now, the Devils, first and foremost, were looking for a split of the season series. The Devils got blown out a couple months ago um, when Dallas actually came to New Jersey. I was at that game in person, and that was horrible, horrible. Um, this is the first of the five-game road trip for the Devils. The Devils also play the Coyotes, the Avalanche, the Kraken, and the Vegas Golden Knights. So this is the longest road trip of the season, really the last road trip, so to speak, uh, for the year. Because then after that, they have four more home games and two more road games. So, so there's that. So we have what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, not including this game against Dallas. We now officially are down to the final 10 games of the regular season. Uh, some, some of the major news going into this, Fabian Zetterlin was getting his second call-up of the year as he replaces, um, going to assume, probably Jack Hughes. Uh, Kevin Ball comes back up. A.J. Greer comes back up. I think Greer and Ball have now been called up either two or three times this season. Uh, so all of them are up from Utica. And uh, most likely all three of them will play the rest of the season with the Devils and then go back to Utica. Because just the fact that we need bodies to get through the rest of the season. For the Dallas Stars, 
big game, obviously, because they're right now in a playoff race. They're fighting with teams like Vegas to get that second wildcard spot. So every game for them is massive. So you knew from the Devils' perspective, it was simply that you're coming in to play spoiler. You're coming in to kind of screw up and kind of shake up the whole um, the whole playoffs, which is always kind of fun. That's kind of the fun thing when you're in this position where you're 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 taking on teams that are fighting for playoff spots and things like that, and you're looking to just try to you know be spoilers and kind of screw it up for everyone else, which is kind of funny. But yeah, the Devils coming into this, it was obviously one of those games for me at least. I I honestly will tell you that I did not think the Devils would win um, because I've you know the Devils are giving us any reason necessarily to. Uh, to feel good about it. Cause if you think about it, uh, going back to March 31st, when we got blown up by Boston, we have lost, we had lost what um, five in a row going into this and had gotten beat up in several of those games. So what made me think that the devils would go into Dallas and win? Um, I will tell you this. If Scott Wedgwood had played and granted, this was the second of a back-to-back for Dallas. If Scott Wedgwood had been in net for the stars, I really didn't. I really would have said, yeah, the devil's not winning this game because of the way that luck has been going. But they ended up going with Jake Ottinger, the Stars did, um, which is fine. I actually think they have a pretty solid goaltending tandem, something that I think you could build on going into next season, because honestly, with Anton Hudobin being hurt, Braden Holby being hurt, I, I don't think that, that either one of those guys should be on this team long-term. That's that's my opinion on that. But anyway, you go to the game itself right away. Not much from either side. It felt like a very boring game for a good majority of it. Neither team really generating a whole lot in the first period. I will say, though, that, um, you know, Nico Dawes had to make several, several big-time saves to keep the Devils in the game when it comes to just that first period. Because you look at it, even though the shots were only 9-7, to seven, the chances were a lot more for Dallas. But uh, Nico Dawes looked strong, so did Jake Oninger. Um, and at the end of the first period, there was no score. Going to the second period, starting off again, not much going on. I don't know what it was. Maybe from Dallas's perspective, they had played the night before. Maybe they're a little bit tired, whatever the case may be. From the Devils' perspective, maybe just because of lack of confidence and things like that, they really weren't pushing the envelope like they should. It just didn't feel like a game that – it really did feel like it was going to be a very low-scoring game that it was just going to be one bounce or another that was going to go in one team's favor, and that's how this was going to go. Um, but the Stars would finally break through um, with about six and a half minutes to go in the, in the in the second period as Ryan Suter took a shot that deflected off of somebody and in, um, and it gave the Stars a one nothing lead after two periods of play. And again, even though it was only one nothing. And logic goes well. You're only down one nothing after two periods. You're not. You're you're very much in the game. You can understand from my perspective why I didn't think the Devils were in this game um, at that moment. I was like, mm, probably going to get shut out just because it did. After 40 minutes, the Devils weren't doing anything. They weren't doing anything to really show me that they were trying to get in this game. But I don't know what was said in the third period. But whatever was said between the, the second period and before the third period, it, it really, really sparked the Devils because they woke up in the third period. They really, really started to create pressure. And then just 426 into the third, you just got a, a great situation where Nico made a nice pass over to, uh, to Ty Smith. He, he came right up in the front of the slot, went top shelf over the glove of Jake Ottinger and in to get his fifth goal of the season. And the Devils tied it up at one. Big moment, though, from that goal because Fabian Zetterlin got the secondary assist on that goal, which got him his first NHL point. 
So congratulations to my boy Fabian for getting himself his first point in the National Hockey League. Hopefully the first of many for him, arguably the best offensive player down in Utica this season. And after that, the Devils just continue to press. They continue to put shots on goal. They continue to have a lot of, a lot of success getting, getting pucks to the net. Sharon Govich hit the post. He should have scored there, but he didn't. But you could just see that, okay, the Devils have control of this game. And things lingered on um, as the third period progressed. You could start to see Dallas pick it up a little bit. So it really looked like for a long time that this game was going to end up having to go to overtime um, to kind of decide it, which I'm sure from Dallas's perspective, you know, if they could get, you know, at least to overtime, getting a point, you know, helps them out in the standings. But with 111 to go, the captain, Nico Kiescher, with arguably the most impressive goal I have seen in a long time, and it wasn't even just the goal. It was the whole situation. He started off on the left side, was stick handling through defenders, kept going left and right, stopping on a dime here, stopping on a dime there, passing it to other teammates, getting the puck right back, going behind the net, digging through defenders, eventually weaving his way through and able to get into the get to the net and then fire it past Jake Ottinger and in for a highlight reel goal. I can, you can definitely say that that was the best goal Nico Kiescher has ever scored, but it was the individual effort itself, which showed the determination that he was not going to be denied on getting a goal there. And that's exactly what he did. It was a beautiful, beautiful goal from number 13. And it scored with just a minute 11 to go to give us the lead. And also what was interesting is that Kevin Ball, who had just gotten called up, got his first point of the season on an assist. And Fabian Zetterlin got himself his second point of his NHL career, second of the game, second assist. So Zetterlin had himself actually a pretty good game overall. Nico Heischer becoming the fourth different devil this season to eclipse the 20-goal mark, which is absolutely awesome. And the devil's grabbing the 2-1 lead. But just 10 seconds later, Pavel Zaka scored to make it 3-1. to Boquist got himself his 11th assist. Severson with his 31st. Zaka needs six more goals to get to 20. Um, would love to see Zaka make a push at the end to maybe become the fifth Devils 20-goal score. That would be pretty, um, pretty awesome. But in the span of 10 seconds, the Devils had gone from being tied at one to being up 3-1. to And the Stars just could not recover from that. And the Devils came away with an upset victory on the road, winning this one three to one. And that was kind of big and a good start to the road trip. Uh, a big one, because if you look at the way Nico Kiescher scored that goal, was was a highlight real goal. Zaka getting himself finally a goal was massive. And for the Devils to score three unanswered goals in the third to win that game, I think was important as well. So a big win for the Devils to kind of shake things up again, screw things up in the playoff standings out in the Western Conference. And like I said, just uh, getting off to a good start on the road trip. And like I mentioned before, Devils now have four 20 goal scorers, Jack Hughes, 26, Brett with 23, Sharon Govich with 20, and now Nico Heischer with 20. This is the first time since the 2011-2012 season, the season in which we went all the way to game six of the Stanley Cup Finals, um, in which we had uh, more than four, four or more 20-goal scores. That year, in 2011-2012, we had five. Kovalchuk had 37, Zach Parise had 31, David Clarkson had 30, just, which is really funny if you think about what David Clarkson's career ended up becoming. Patrick Eliash had 26, and Peter Sikora had 21. So this, again, shows that the offensive core that we have is there, that we have an offensive juggernaut 
And uh, it, it's it's quite impressive to see. So, yeah, for the Devils to hit a milestone like that for the first time in a decade um, is a really, really positive note, you know, moving forward in this uh, development of this team. The Devils' next game will be on Tuesday in Arizona against the Coyotes. Um, the next four games will be either at 9 or 10 o'clock at night. So if you feel like staying up late, uh, you can. Um, and that's where we go. So again, Arizona, Colorado, Seattle, and Vegas. And they'll be playing every other day um, on this road trip. So they'll be playing on Tuesday, then on Thursday, then on Saturday. And then they'll wrap up uh, a week from today, if you're listening to this on Monday, a week from today in Vegas against the Golden Knights. And again, just some opportunities to... Uh, keep themselves from being towards the bottom of the NHL and also maybe shaking things up in the, uh, in the Western conference. So if you look at the standings right now, um, uh, let's see here. The devils are currently in 29th overall in the NHL, in the, um, in the NHL, they are four points ahead of Seattle, uh, five points ahead of Montreal and seven points ahead of Arizona. So again, they're still, in the position where they could drop a significant amount of points if they keep playing the way they were playing recently. Um, other than that, uh, the Devils, the, really the best bet, because if you look at it, the closest team to them uh, with regards to points right now is Chicago at 26. I mean, I would prefer the Devils to try to go up as high in the standings as possible, win as many games as possible, and finish the year on a high note. Because again, like I mentioned before, do not care about the draft lottery, which I think happens in what, May? I think like May 10th, uh, which was kind of sad when someone mentioned me. Oh, yeah. Just to let you know the, the draft lottery is May 10th. I'm like, ah, yeah, of course I have to care again. Um, but, you know, hey, look, we'll we'll see what happens. We're taking on Arizona and Seattle. So two of the next three opponents that we face are teams that are behind us in the league standings. And uh, I would like to see the Devils separate themselves. Um, and it'll be fun, especially when we go to the game against Seattle, because it'll be the first time we play in Seattle. First time experience. That, that should be a fun game. So we'll see what happens with that. But a good start to the road trip. And hopefully the Devils can build upon that.